if, uh, if kickoff is at 4 a.m., at what time are we both disappointed when Mustafi goes for a slide tackle? Is that 4.05? <laughs> is it 4.04? Oh, man. It's it's all the way around there. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a, another edition of the 4th Best Arsenal Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ualdi, uh, joined by Monty Rossetti. Monty, you there? Hello, everybody. I'm right here. I'm right here. Cool. That's always good. Uh, so today it's another another positive week. Actually, before we get into that, can we talk about how incorrect I was in my assessment of Mustafi's slide tackling? I really thought that he was going to get one in pretty early, and he didn't at all. I was um, he disappointed. Heard you. He listened to our podcast. He listened he did, to our podcast. Yeah. Okay, so we can take credit for he, for curing him of his uh, slide tackling disease. We can take that credit, right? We will take it. You're we'll welcome, it. Arsenal fans. We will yeah. take it, exactly. <laughs> All right, so we've got a, we, we've turned our suspect defender into a, a solid Premier League defender, so we'll take credit for that. There we go. Um, <laughs> and Arsenal are <laughs> coming off of a, a pretty good week. Uh, they beat Bate Borisov in the middle of the week. They beat Brighton a few days ago. Uh, 2-0 at the Emirates. Uh, they are now on a streak of seven unbeaten games. It's a pretty impressive streak. During that streak, they've won six of those seven and five mm -hmm. clean sheets. So all the negativity that we were facing just a short month ago is now all positive. Everything is rosy at this point. So we got the international break coming up. Kind of disappointed that there's an international break. Would love to see more Arsenal games, <laughs> especially since we're rolling. But before that, let's look back at the uh, the week that was, starting with the Arsenal match against Brighton. 4 a.m. California time. How You were up, I, I, I gather. What, well, uh, what I did you see? The, uh, <laughs> I, I, put the, I put the poll up, and there's only people, five yeah. people that voted, but those, those five people voted for me to stay up. Uh, so I put an alarm for 345, and I almost wanted to fight it, but I was a trooper, and I'm a true Gunner fan, so I, I, I was awake bright and early, uh, hanging out with the fog of San Francisco um, and uh, watching this bright and early game. First off, before actually before we go into the game, uh, I did want to say it was a congratulations to Arsene Wenger. It was the 21st anniversary when he became our coach. I actually tweeted about it that I was in kindergarten when he started as a coach of Arsenal, so that was a little while ago. Um, I still have the mentality of a kindergarten, so maybe it wasn't that long ago. But yeah, the yeah, I don't even want to think about what I was doing 21 years ago. But it's <laughs> nice to know that our manager's uh, career at Arsenal is now old enough to drink. So that's pretty cool. Exactly. That's pretty cool. He's very mature now. He's very mature. So wait, so the starting lineup, uh, there were, um, I don't know if you would call them surprises. Uh, we knew Ozil wasn't going to start. We knew Kalshani was also not going to start. Uh, I. You look at a team like Brighton, you know they're a weaker opposition. It's their first season in the Premier League. So seeing Holding in there in the, in the defense, I still want to give him uh, some chances. I know Chambers is also injured, so when you have, or I know he is injured, so when he comes back, hopefully we can give him some cha uh, chances as well because I want to give our young guys some chances. And then seeing Iwobi up there uh, up front, um, I don't know, what did you think about that? Because I was kind of hoping to see Ramsey up there up front again. Kind of, I, I, I want to see him play in that Ozil position. But Iwobi was given the chance and Ramsey was put back in the uh, midfield line with Shaka. What did you think? Did you think Elneny should be starting and Ramsey up front? Or did you like Iwobi starting? Yeah, I was, uh, I was curious to see what hopefully would have been Wilshire. But given that he played 90 minutes on Thursday and given his... Uh, Injury history, I think it was smart to leave him out of this one. Yeah, I would have liked to see Ramsey. It will be, 
I guess it made sense because he didn't, you know, he hasn't played a lot. So, you know, as far as El Nenny, you know, he just played also on Thursday. So I guess it made sense. Um, he was definitely the player that I was watching the most because I was curious to see how he was going to respond. Um, I don't think he's really been that impressive uh, in the games he's been given. He definitely looked good against Brighton, so it was nice to see him kind of maybe getting into form. I agree. Um, I feel like... Uh Actually, I was on the other side. I was I was looking at Iwobi's play. He was making some really nice runs, but it seemed like he was missing his last the, the shot. It was just, he had at least two opportunities that the shots just came up real weak. I wasn't really blowing him up on our Twitter line, but I was kind of talking negatively about him. But he did shush us up because he did score that goal. Um, but yeah, so I'm sorry for interrupting him. But yeah, that was a. Uh, just something that I guess I, I was kind of in a, I didn't see him as positively, uh, but I guess he did shut me up at the end there. Yeah, I, I know the shots you're talking about. He just kind of like whispered him at the goalkeeper. Um, you know what I was thinking though? Maybe, you know, as you watch Wobie run around the pitch and you look at his demeanor every time like a pass doesn't come his way or whatever, and he kind of has that Mesut Ozil facial expression, just that <laughs> despair, I would say, on his face. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe Arson knows that we need one player like that. You can't have like a bunch of Alexis Sanchez running around yelling at each other. You need one guy that's just kind of like that looks like a puppy that has been ripped away from its home. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe that's, that's why. That's the game plan. It will be. You need that. You need, yeah. I don't know. That's, that maybe that's just next level managerial skills right there. Hey, he's been there for 21 years, so I guess we can't question his uh, <laughs> his decisions. Um, but yeah, it was funny because early on, it just seemed like it was uh, the typical Arsenal play. Uh, they were just doing a bunch of boxes, uh, pa uh, passes in the in the box. Uh, it was funny because it seems like Alexis Sanchez is the one guy who's actually looking for spaces, and everybody else kind of just stays there, just hoping to, I don't know, find a hole in the defense, which is what you try to do. And there was a bunch of times where um, you know, Brighton would finally get the ball and clear it. And then it was kind of like a, a power play in hockey where it was just like one man down and you're just like constantly trying to get into that, get into the crease, um, which oddly enough, that's what led to the first goal. Uh, Nacho Monreal's goal, there was a, it was like a pinball effect going on in the, uh, in the box. And Nacho Monreal f found the opening, shot it, scored a goal, 1-0 Arsenal. What did you think about the, uh, the Nacho goal? Uh, not the expected goal scorer. Uh, I know it's been a while, but yeah, what did you think? Yeah, it, it came off of a free kick that was in a, in a dangerous area. Um, Jaka with the cross and Lacazette heads it back in and then it just seemed like everybody had a shot at it um, Mustafi had a shot I think Bellerin had a shot everything was getting deflected it was definitely one of those things where I, you know if you're a fan of the team defending you're on the edge of your seat thinking get clear this ball clear this ball get it out of here I was not thinking that we were actually going to score from that. It just seemed like nobody can get a clean look, um, and then Monreal buried it. You know, what I thought was funny was Monreal, I guess, tweeted during the week that he had got some new shoes from Puma, and he called him a shooting boots on Twitter, and what do you know, he scores his first goal in something like three or four seasons, so uh, maybe maybe he's found uh, the shooting boots, and he's going to go off and score a couple more goals for us. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but, he's our but yeah, uh, new forward. Yeah, exactly right. Maybe, maybe, um, but yeah, not the not the goal that we had thought. Not the prettiest Arsenal goal, um, but we'll take it one nil, and we were ahead. And and you know, definitely Arsenal were on the were on the offensive from then on. Um, they had this, uh, I don't know what you call it, where they had like. 
I think it was off of a Brighton corner, and there was something like four or five Arsenal players that got a hold of the ball and just. <laughs> All of them were just charging forward, not even in any real formation. I think, I think, uh, I think Alexi had the ball, and he was on the yeah. right side, and like had five players to his left or something. It was like the most disorganized uh, counterattack ever. Um, but it, it did lead to a <sighs> shot on goal. Not, nothing, uh, nothing was scored, but uh, it was just kind of funny to watch. I thought. Well, definitely it was uh, Arsenal. Arsenal in their counterattack. We'll talk about it, or I'll talk about it a little bit later because it was a big problem in the uh, the game on for the Europa League. It seems like some of the counterattacks just don't come into effect like we expect them to. But actually, one thing I wanted to point out about this game against Brighton was um, early on in the first half, there was uh, the post came into effect for both teams. Uh, Lacassette and early on had a shot. Twitter was going crazy, hit the post. It was a really well-placed shot. And, you know, it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good sign of Lacassette who has had a good start at the Emirates and he was hoping to score another goal at the Emirates. I was hoping the whole game that he would. Uh, and then Brighton had a freak kick I believe it was and it was actually a really well played free kick there was probably like four guys that were part of this play that they probably practiced on the uh, practice field and this guy rips a shot hits the post so as much as Arsenal fans we want to say that we should be up he was a lot once I saw that post I was like all right well now Brian's even too so post for post but other than that uh, you know Arsenal like you said was dominating if it wasn't a, a counter-attack it was just playing pinball in the in the box first half finished and I'm not gonna lie I felt like the first half, and actually the whole game in general, but especially the first half was kind of what happened with West Bromwich, where we create a lot of chances. Uh, we control the ball to a certain degree. Um, I know that there was a penalty call in the West Bromwich game, but there was a close calls with Brighton. And it just seemed like, again, and this is going to be the annoying thing that Monty's going to say, we were playing at Brighton's level. Um, what did you think about the first half? And then going on to the second half, what were your expectations? Yeah, I mean, I know 1-0 wasn't, we wanted more. Um, Arsenal definitely had their chances for sure. I think uh, Ramsey had a shot that I thought for sure was going in. He had the keeper diving the wrong way. Somehow he got a toe to the ball and, and uh, was able to save it. I think we had our opportunities. I, I definitely felt like we dominated the first half. And I mean, I think we dominated the whole game. Um, I think mm -hmm. the scoreline doesn't necessarily show like how much we dominated. And I think that's frustrating because when you're up only one goal, then anything can happen. You can get... You can get a penalty. You can get a random free kick on the edge of the box that, you know, or, or a corner. Uh, and so you're never really safe. I just feel like from open play, I didn't think Brighton were ever going to score from, well, at least not in the first half from, from open play. They, 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 their chances were few and very, very, very uh, yeah. not that dangerous. Uh, there was one funny moment, um, a, Brighton, <laughs> a Brighton chance. Uh, wait, I don't know if it's called considered a chance. Uh, one of the Brighton players, you know, <laughs> about twenty seventh or twenty eighth minute, fires a shot from about thirty, forty yards away, and missed so badly that it wasn't even a goal kick. It it went out for a throw in. I mean, I was just beside myself, laughing as hard as I could at four in the morning. But yeah, it was quite hilarious seeing seeing somebody miss that bad. <laughs> I'm not sure if you noticed. It's that like those. Not, it's oh yeah yeah it was hard it was hard to miss it was like those people that send a cross in and it ends up going into the goal somehow and they totally act like they meant to do that yeah, whereas yeah. this was kind of the reverse this guy was like shooting it and ends up looking like kind of like a cross but a terrible from a terrible position um, no excuse for that but that was definitely definitely an embarrassing moment for Brighton very funny for Brighton if that happened to us um, I would probably not very happy about it but thankfully it wasn't. 
yeah. but going into the second half, I'm actually looking back at our tweets here, and I was a little more brutal to Iwobi than I thought I was. I did tweet about him just like thinking that he was the weak link, and I want to apologize because later on, I saw on Twitter, and this is your random fact of the day, October 1st is Nigerian Independence Day, and Iwobi's a Nigerian star, so I felt like I was dishing out on this guy, and it was his country's Independence Day, and I felt really bad, and I'm happy he shut me up by scoring that goal because, granted, Alexis did most of the work from the position where Iwobi was, it is very uh, easy to miss, and he did a real good job finishing it. Hopefully that brings him some more confidence. And again, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry, Iwobi. I apologize for all the stuff I said, because I even said I wanted Iwobi out, and I wanted uh, Ramsey put up front and Wilshire put in the midfield, but I think it was because I was desperately trying to see Wilshire play. But again, Alex Iwobi, I hope you're listening to this alongside Mustafi. I am very, very sorry for being that mean to you. Congratulations on the goal, and thank you for scoring. <laughs> yeah, that was shame on you, man. I know. Um, I, you see, the th- my, I guess my thoughts on Iwobi in general is that he's kind of one of our young players, and he doesn't get the hype that a guy like Wilshire does, or at this point, like a guy that like Reese Nelson does. Um, but he's a young player, and so I want to see him get game action and do things that make me believe that he could be the next generation of, you know, Arsenal uh, stars. Um, and so for for him to hopefully be finding his form is, is a good thing because we're going to be needing young players like him to step up. And so one thing that impressed me about his goal, and again, not the most difficult goal ever. Uh, you're right, Alexi did most of the work with the back heel and um, Iwobi was honestly just wide open. But I think it, it was it would have been easy for someone Iwobi who hasn't been getting much game time to be antsy and to fire that shot, like to rush it, not knowing how much space he had. But what I liked is that he kind of composed himself and then put a really well-placed ball right past the keeper. As soon as, as soon as he took that extra split second, just to kind of like sort himself out, I, I was pretty mm-hmm. sure that he was going to bury it. I thought if he would have hit it like rushed, that you know he might have missed or might have been saved, but um, he was aware of, of how much space he had. He kind of like took a, just a, not even a full second, just like a half second to just kind of sort himself out and put a, put a real, a well-placed ball right past the keeper. And so that, that's kind of what impressed me. Um, I just thought with a young guy who hasn't been getting much game time, it would have been really easy for him to just rush that shot. He did have those two chances early on where uh, he was, uh, his shot was very weak. Uh, so he definitely did redeem himself. What is it, third time's a try kind of thing. Um, and he definitely redeemed himself. And it was, yeah, like you said, a very well-placed shot. Um, and he, yeah, it was... It wasn't easy to do, so again, I'm I'm just gonna keep apologizing to Wobi over here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll heap undue um, praise on him next week, and I'm sure he'll disappoint us. But <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Uh, just like just like we usually do, we're, we're we're on this roller coaster as Arsenal fans. So as the game uh, went on 2-0, uh, there was some substitutions. Um, I'm probably going to be the really annoying person, and I know you're getting annoyed with me talking about why are we doing offensive substitutions when we're winning, and I. Just, I mean, it's like, it's like Giroud coming in is, it's like we, I don't know why we keep, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. It's hard to say words. Giroud for, and Walcott came in. Uh, Lacassette, he came off the field. Um, and then who was the other guy that came out with him? I'm trying to ch- double check here. Uh, Iwobi actually came out. I don't, I don't I, were they trying to get a third goal? Because it definitely seemed like the last 10, 15 minutes of the game that they were just fine with the 2-0, except for Alexis, of course. But I really wanted to see Jack Wilshire play. So, And I know he's not even a defensive player, but there's 15 minutes left. It's a team like Brighton. Why are we throwing in Theo Walcott? Um, 
if Jack Wilshere's on the bench and he had a good Thursday game. Yeah, I think uh, I, I knew as soon as those guys were announced, I knew that you were going to be um, displeased <laughs> with the subs. And I do get it, like an offensive minded sub when you're up 2 0. Um, I'm starting to think that this is going to be the trend. And so, I'm, you know, if I'm looking for the reasons why um, Arsene Wenger is doing this, I think it's a matter of just getting some of your veteran players some minutes in a Premier League game when the game is essentially won. So mm. I think it didn't, again, it didn't seem that uh, Brighton were very dangerous and we're going to have a chance to erase a two goal deficit in the final 15, 20 minutes. And with veterans like Walcott and Giroud, it's not like they're going to do anything so ridiculous as to maybe neglect their defensive responsibilities um, in search of something spectacular. So I think it's just a matter of keeping guys like Walcott and Giroud sharp um, and giving them some minutes in a Premier League. And I think when Welbeck gets back, I think he's going to be in that group as well of uh, you know getting, getting some minutes. Like pretty much the only minutes he's going to get are late yeah. game when the game is already out of hand unless somebody gets hurt. And, and you know, part of yeah. it is I think it's good to keep these guys sharp because uh, we are going to need them at some point this season. Uh, given mm-hmm. our injury history, um, you know, well, Welbeck and Walcott and Giroud might get a run of four or five games, and you want them to be seeing Premier League competition, uh, you know, even if it's only in the final 20 minutes. So I'm starting to think that, you know, that that is a strategy of just kind of keeping guys sharp and keeping your veterans maybe not happy yeah. but content with seeing a little bit of action here and there. Uh, so. You know, it's I'm looking at it as not like an offensive substitution, but more of just like a player management, just kind of keeping your team rotated and sharp. Um, but yeah, I understand you were disappointed to not see Wilshire in there. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of was, too. I really thought that Brighton was a type of Premier League team that he can kind of uh, maybe maybe start getting himself back into Premier League shape. Um, so I guess we'll have to wait till after the international break to see that. Um, no, I mean, okay, I, hearing you say that makes sense. I guess I never thought of it, and I promise, uh, I promise, <laughs> which I'm not th- crossing my fingers, but maybe I am, uh, I will stop uh, scrutinizing these decisions. Um, but there, I'm not going to lie, there are some bigger teams that we've played in the past, uh, recent past, that he does these substitutions, and it makes me wonder why. But I totally understand why he made these switches against Brighton. Again, I, I Wilshire would have been a nice person to see, but you're right. Uh, especially in the past, we've had a lot of issues with injuries on the offensive side of the ball, and you obviously want to have as many uh, options as sharp as possible in case one of these guys go down. Because I mean, we're Arsenal, and that's what happens. That was the game. It was two to zero. Um, the good news is now we are in the top six. Uh, we, I mean, I know it's early on. The one thing I'm just happy is that we are tied in points with Chelsea. So that's kind of a good thing. I know it's very early on to talk about the standings because, again, we've only played uh, less than 10 games or barely 10 games in the season. Um, all in all, it was kind of a repeat. Uh, about the, uh, the whole game was a repeat about, uh, compared to the game against West Bromwich. Um, but, hey, three points, I'll take it. Um, I know as soon as that game finished, I went back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, for sure. I, I agree. It was very much like the West Brom game. Nothing too spectacular. Nothing too uh, crazy to, to talk about there. Um, earlier in the week, though, we had another game, another win mm-hmm. uh, on Thursday night in, uh, against Bate in the Europa League. Arsenal wins 4-2. Um, pretty crazy first half. Uh, Giroud got his 100th Arsenal goal, which was a big moment. Jack Wilshere played full 90 minutes of awesome vintage Jack Wilshere. What mm-hmm. what were your impressions of the game on the whole? Um, after, yeah, after seeing the whole thing, what did you think? Well, the, actually, there's one thing I tweeted about it. I, I tweeted Wilshere and Walcott doing, uh, uh, giving me like the emotions of 2012. And it was uh, it was interesting to see him link up. Definitely two players that, again, on the Premier League side, they're they're not starting and they're getting a few minutes. Uh, it was it was nice to see some of these players play. Rob Holding uh, was another player who started, and uh, like I said before, I'm hoping that he gets a little more um, confidence in his own game, like he f- did when the season finished last year. He actually got his first ever goal, uh, so maybe he was borrowing Nacho Monreal's cleats. But it was actually um, actually I think he was, it was a header. Maybe it was Edder. I forget what it was. Definitely, it was um, four to two. That was the f- end result of the game. There was some times where it seemed like Arsenal was going to dominate, and then Bate would score a goal. There was the first goal was El Nenu terrible defending. The ball went right over his head, and then the header was just the top corner. Ospina just had nothing on it. He uh, and then the second goal was actually holding slipped the ball crossed and uh, scored. Um, it was an open goal, nothing on Ospina. But the goals, um, the big actually highlight of that game was Giroud finally got his hundredth goal, uh, which was good news because I feel like I mean his last goal was the opener against Leicester, so his last goal was almost two months ago. So I know that was kind of a huge sense of relief for him to finally be able to get that. I feel like when these players come to these milestones. They, they get extra pressure because they really, really want it, and that just weighs in their head. But I was happy to see Giroud get it. And actually, the another random fact of the day is actually more tied to Arsenal. He got to 100 goals quicker than Robin Van Persie. So, haha, Robin Van Persie can suck on that. Uh, we got Giroud, and I've been a fan of Giroud for a long time. I'm not just saying that. Steven, you can actually vouch for me i have been happy to have Giroud on our team he does he does the dirty job up in the forward line not only does he you know stand in front of the goal waiting for the headers he continues the play he does a pretty decent job with his back to the goal they use him as you know the guy to lob the balls up to heads it down to ramsey or or alexis or whoever is there with him ramsey actually quoted saying that he loves playing with Giroud because Giroud understands his play um but yeah all in all Again, we had our youth players coming in. Um, One thing I actually found very annoying was the ESPN announcers confused Maiden Niles with Reese Nelson, and there was no, like, correction about it. The guy was just going on about, going about his day, like, come on, these are two different players. But we do have these youth guys playing, getting minutes, which is better than playing under-23 soccer. So it's nice to see that they're staying sharp through the Europa League, that we got another three points. We are sitting on top of that group with six points. Uh, we should get through to the next group, uh, to the next round, fingers crossed. Um, but again, it was nice to see some of these guys get some minutes. Uh, Walcott looking like a stud there in the Europa League. Jack Wilshire playing 90 minutes. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my take on that game. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's a great competition for our youth um, to get some competitive action that's better than the under 23s and then jack wilshire just getting himself into fitness i know with after his performance against bate i think everybody's wondering when is he gonna be seen in a premier league game and i think it's um i think it's gonna be coming soon so hopefully after the international break we'll have uh, another 
slate of games and we'll see see more from him and hopefully he continues to impress as far as the international break goes if you're an arsenal fan viewing options i believe chile has a fairly important game against ecuador mm-hmm. what are they they're currently out of the world cup if the, if it were to end today but they've got a couple games left so they're going to need these points uh, Alexi sanchez looks like he's in some good form with arsenal so i expect him to carry that over to the chile squad and yeah, I guess as usual, we're just hoping nobody gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because uh, yeah, we're going to need all of our options for coming out of the international break. Um, some good news, though, hopefully around the corner. Uh, looks like Ozil should be back after the international break. Uh, I believe, hopefully, Koscielny can sort out his heel Achilles situation um, during the international break, so we can see him back. Our our team is always better with him in it. Um, mm-hmm. Welbeck, I haven't heard much news about him, but he should be getting close. Um, it'd be interesting to see I when the, he's. I, th- I, I think the Watford game was the targeted game uh, a few weeks ago, uh, which is the first game back from the international break. But again, those things can't change. Yeah, yeah, and I think the way Alexi Sanchez is playing, I don't think yeah. uh, he's gonna. I don't think Welbeck that is is gonna slide right in back to the starting role. So, but it's always good to have to have their options back. Yeah, so you're right. Coming back outside the international break, we got Watford up next. Um, it's away at Watford. Watford has actually been playing pretty well. Um, so it's not going to be the easiest game in the world. It would, would be a good test for Arsenal to see if uh, if they can continue their run of form away at, a, at, at the Hornets, um, who are actually only, I guess, it's early. They're only one point behind Arsenal in the standings. So we're not going to look too hard at the standings, but... Watford is having themselves a good start to the season. What will you be looking for in the, during the international break or uh, coming right out of it? Um, well, I do agree that I am not a fan of these international breaks because that means that we don't get to watch a live Arsenal game. I am, uh, I'm actually part Argentinian. My dad's from Argentina, so Chile is right behind Argentina. So I will probably be rooting against Alexis Sanchez uh, so that Chile doesn't hop over Argentina. Um, Chile, yeah, they play against Ecuador in Brazil, so I, I love Latin American soccer, uh, so those games would be very interesting. There's Brazil's the only team that's actually qualified to the World Cup, and there's two games left, so it's going to be a very interesting uh, round of games. But other than that, uh, us in the United States, where you know the United States are also in a similar situation where they're kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do. They have a couple more games. They need to try to get into the World Cup as well. They should be. It should be easier, but it's proving not to be that easy. Um, but on, on an Arsenal standpoint, I, I agree. I'm just hoping that all of our players come back healthy and those that we are waiting for to come back um, from injuries can come back pretty soon. But yeah, actually, one thing I wanted to mention too, this is kind of a shout out here to um, uh, at Mac Gooner. He is the 500th follower and he um, kind of had a, a tweet about it. And I want to say thank you for uh, for following us and to all of our other followers thank you for following us as we're trying to make this brand of ours the fourth best podcast grow so thank you to everybody yeah yeah cool yeah thank you for following us we got to 500 much quicker than we anticipated so uh we'll hopefully keep this thing rolling um i Mm -hmm. i I can appreciate how you're already rooting it against alexi sanchez i feel like uh this time <laughs> next year there might be more of us rooting against alexi sanchez but um exactly. we'll try to live in we'll try to live in the moment um my uh, my dad is from france so i'll be watching french the french national team play i guess they got qualifiers against bulgaria and belarus so yeah. um i'm expecting a couple of wins there 
and I'll get to see my boys Giroud and Lacazette, and I will be hoping Koscielny stays on the bench. Um, yes. <laughs> so that's what I'll be looking out for in this. Um, and again, yeah. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. But uh, uh, actually, and also one one random thing I also wanted to bring up too. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but this was uh, uh, NFL UK posted this on Twitter. Um, the running back of the Miami Dolphins, Jay uh, Jahi. Uh, I did see I think, that. So yes. he's on my fantasy team, so I hope he had a good game, but uh, the Dolphins aren't that good. But there was a video that they had of him hugging Tyrion Reed, and it wasn't like a typical star no. hugging a star. Like, Jay Ajayi, no. it actually, this is one of his heroes. It's something that I would have done. Um, I was working at the Warriors game uh, when they won it, and Henri was in the building. And I'm not usually the kind of person that wants to run up to celebrities, especially Steve, Steve and I, we work in sports. We deal with athletes, so we have to, it's a professionalism. But what I saw him do with Henri, give him in that hug, and it was kind of like they broke up a little bit, and then, and then Jay kind of gave him another hug. Uh, that's exactly what I would do, be doing with Henri, and I love seeing kind of when American sports interacts and joins with uh, the, the, the beautiful game of, of football, the real football, uh, may I add. But yeah, so that was kind of a nice moment to see uh, between Jay and Thierry Henri. Yeah, I saw that too, and, and uh, it was nice. It was, a, it was not like... It was not like a, a player meeting another player. It was more like a player meeting his favorite uncle that he hadn't seen in like 15 years. So it was a, a long, yeah. warm embrace. But yeah, it was great to see uh, like the, the two the two versions of football, you know, kind of intersect a little bit. So that was kind of cool. And also, I did not know Jay Ajayi was a terry Henry fan so i think ajahi might have another u.s fan in myself so i um, exactly i think if he wants he he should follow us maybe um the next time we post this podcast we should just add him so he can listen to his new favorite podcast from two guys from the united states as well yeah i'm pretty sure he already does follow us but if he's not that's true with we'll, uh, we'll, with we'll, mustafi <laughs> you know it will, it will be and well back and well back yes we have we have a lot of we have a star-studded following yeah, yeah. Well, we're kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're uh, we're right, trying to well, get to the top top four. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah, we're trying to finish in the top four of podcasting. Not we don't want to get too high at the top four. We'll take just fourth. We'll take fourth. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it on that note. Enjoy the international break, everybody. And uh, for Monty Rossetti, I'm Steve Uhaldi. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>